This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Nichols will take it, pull it down. He'll uh, give it to Dembski to finish it off. Touchdown Bombers. He did the leg work, then he did the grunt work. Took it to the 7 and then finished the deal. And the Blue Bombers have the first touchdown of the game. They lead 6-0. It'll be King to Kilgore. White with the kick. It is up. And it is through. The Eskimos are on the board. It's a 7-3 game with those three points. Sean White goes over 500 points as an Eskimo. Here's Nichols. Drops back. Looks to the right side. He wants to go deep for Whitehead. Flags on the play. Whitehead's got it. At the 30. Breaks a tackle. He's going to the house. Lucky Whitehead dives into the end zone. Touchdown for the Bombers. Second and 10 now for the Bombers. Nichols fades back. He's got some pressure around him now. He's going down again. Second sack of the game for the Eskimos. Matt Nichols goes down, and the Eskimos will force the Bombers into a punting situation. Elmundo Sewell gets up, and he does the barrel roll. He's got a sack in two straight games now. Logan Kilger will pin it. Sean White will kick it. And it is now 14-6, the Bombers over the Eskimos, as Sean White gets his second field goal of the game. He's now hit five straight after missing his first attempt of the season. Volotarski goes out wide to the left. Darvin Adams wide to the right. Everybody else four in motion for the Bombers as they're all going. Nichols is throwing, and that is intercepted, tipped, and then intercepted by the Eskimos, and they have got the ball back, and the defense turns it over. It's Brian Walker again. Ryan King leans over the football. He'll send it to Logan Kilgore, and then it's up to Sean White from the 45-yard line. Ball is pinned. Kick is up. And it is through. Sean White, four for four. He'll fade back and then throw to the end zone. Touchdown, Bombers. Andrew Harris in the end zone with the touchdown. And the Bombers have their third TD of the game. They take a 20-12 lead. Convert is pending. SFU grad delivers it to Nichols. He quickly sends it to Lucky Whitehead on the outside. He gets across the 40, the 35, the 30 on the sidelines. Spins it inside. He's inside the 10. Touchdown, Blue Bombers. Kick is up. And it is through. And the Eskimos just keep chipping away. It's 28-15 now. 30, 20, (laughs) 10, 45, 31, now 37. Ball is up. And it is through. Sean White keeping the Eskimos close, but man, they got to get a touchdown. Got to get into the end zone in this game. They trail the Blue Bombers by a score of 28-18 from the 32. It is up and through, and that's seven field goals for Sean White. And we got some pushing and shoving going on. Strebler's into the game now at quarterback for the Bombers. He'll turn and... Hand the ball off to Harris. He'll spin inside, loses the football. Are you kidding? Eskimos cover it. Eskimos recover it. They've got the ball back, and they've got another life. Are you kidding me? The defense makes another play. Ajay and Ricky Collins Jr. in motion. Harris takes the snap, waits in the pocket. He'll throw, and it goes incomplete. It's only a kick. 
a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And that'll be another turnover on downs for the Eskimos, and that will now seal the deal. Now it's over. The first bye week is hit for the Edmonton Eskimos, and as the rest of the CFL plays out week four on the schedule, the Eskimos take a break. They hit the bye at 2-1 and one after last Thursday's loss in Winnipeg, 28-21 to the Blue Bombers. Uh, taking time out from his bye week, it's Eskimos head coach Jason Moss joining us. Hey, Jason, how are you? Doing great, Marley. Thanks. How are you doing? I'm uh, good, thank you. Uh, first off, nice to get a week off. I'm going to guess your, uh, your bye week consists of uh, family fishing and game prep. Yeah, it's more like game prep. My family went up north and uh, did some of the stuff I love to do, but I wanted to stay in town and, and get going on uh, the season and continue to look forward to guys returning and being ready to play against BC. So we're staying in the office we're in right now with Trevor and Jordan. We're just going over the game and going over some other things that we want to be better at. All right, we'll talk more about that uh, coming up later. First, let's go back to last Thursday, the game in Winnipeg. Now, if you just look at the stat sheet from that game and not the score, you would expect an Eskimos win. But as much as things went right for you, uh, some key things went wrong in the game. Penalties, drops, lack of finish with the seven field goals. Uh, after a few more looks at the game, what are your thoughts? Probably a game you feel you should have slash could have won? Yeah, it's, it's, one of, it's exactly kind of how you assessed it overall. I mean, early in the game, penalties continued their, their first drive. You know, and it wasn't, I mean, it was just ridiculous. I mean, we can't have that and and continue to feel like we're going to be at our best. So, you know, we the good thing about the penalties, we had five, I think, in the first quarter, and we ended up with however many. I know it was more than that, but it felt like the game was different after the first quarter, so I thought we settled down there. Uh, offensively, we drove the ball quite a bit, and the stats prove that, but it was short yardage that was our Achilles heel, which is one of our best things we do here. Um, and that became kind of what the name of the game was. I mean, if we would, if we could have, you know, performed up to our level in short yardage, I felt like the game's a different outcome, certainly different throughout the game. Um, but I, again, I give them credit at times, and, you know, but more of it, when we look at the film, you know, we called some things wrong. We didn't execute it um, to snuff. When you look at the lack of finish you had in the game, Jason, compared to the amount of yards you produced during the game, what happened when you got close to the goal line? Uh, you didn't get to the red. You got there twice, but you got close enough to score touchdowns, but you weren't able to finish it off. Uh, in your mind, what was the difference? Well, we, up, up, we just had we just didn't play very well in short yardage. We had some miscommunication errors up front, uh, just calling plays on me. I, I got to do a better job in, in those situations of getting our guys ready. And um, you know, at the end of the day, we just didn't do something that we're normally accustomed to doing, which is get our short yardage package in there and, you know, get first down. So on the goal line, you know, we ran a play the wrong way. We short yards the first one, we got stopped on third and one. We, you know, had some miscommunication as well that we let a free guy go. And, you know, when you're doing that in short yardage and it's stopping drives and killing drives and kicking field goals because of lack of um, details on our part, you know, that's tough. You know, particularly when you drive the ball down the field or your defense gets a turnover and you want to, you know, make that uh, that finish happen so that the game momentum and all that stuff uh, goes in your favor. We just didn't have it, and we were we were 
backed up a lot of the night, you know, uh, field position wise, we'd get ourselves out of it. And then we just couldn't execute, you know, in those, those tight situations and uh, to keep ourselves going and staying on the field. And at the end of the game, you know, ultimately it just came down to our defense did an incredible job of giving us two opportunities on offense. And we drove a little bit, but just couldn't quite get the finish at the end. And just, again, just lack of execution more on our part. I do give them credit for mixing some things up. But uh, ultimately, we just didn't make it happen when it needed to be done. Uh, I know in the last two series, I counted five times where your receivers got their hands on the ball. You could call some drops. You could call some real tough plays to make. But kind of uncharacteristic of that receiving core so far this year. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. I mean, um, you know, it's it's really the the, the opportunities are there to make plays, and we got to make them. But that's what football becomes. And I think early in the game, had we rectified some things and been better, it doesn't come down to that. So our guys got to understand that. If we're better through the first three quarters, it doesn't come down to the last two drives. But when it does, that's what we all are here for. And we have a lot of confidence that our guys will make those plays. You know, you're not going to make them all the time. And, you know, that's our guys got to stay confident and obviously have the willingness to get back to work and work on some things. But ultimately, you're not going to make every play. And, um, you know, we gave ourselves an opportunity, which is what you're proud of and excited about. But ultimately, you want to finish. And if you finish a game like that, you know, that would have been another two points and another victory, which is what our goal was that week. But now we just learn from it. We use it as a teaching moment. And we look forward to going one and the next time we play. Uh, you talked a little bit earlier about penalties and how it kind of tailed off as the game went along. Horrible start penalty-wise uh, in the first quarter. I think you only took two in the fourth quarter. Obviously, that's progress. What's your next step as far as getting this thing under control, or do you kind of wait and see what happens after the break now? Well, I mean, ultimately, again, we've discussed it with the captains. We've discussed it with our team. We went over the penalties. We've talked about having composure and, and using proper techniques and and all that stuff, the stuff that we normally do and coach, and we're going to continue to hold our guys accountable, and they're going to, they're going to do a better job of holding themselves accountable. Um, and then we're going to look at doing some other things as far as incentive-wise that once we start coming, you know, because I'm sure right now I haven't looked at the stats, but after this week I'm sure we're number nine in the league. If we can get up to one or in the top three, that's going to be a goal that we set, and there will be an incentive thing for that. But uh, – our guys just got to continue to do what we do, which is learn from our mistakes, try not to make the same mistake twice, and then continue to harp on it and hold each other accountable to it. How difficult is it to play the style you want to play, I think especially defensively, be aggressive, get after the ball carrier, get after the quarterback, and, and not take a lot of penalties because of the judgment involved in it from the referees? Well, I mean, we just, again, we, we, we got to understand what they're calling and what the rules are and use our techniques. But ultimately, the name of the game for us on defense is to stay aggressive. That's all 100% effort, 100% of the time, all the hustle, the physicality we play with. We don't ever want that to stop. We just need to make, make better, smarter decisions uh, when guys are in vulnerable positions or when the quarterback releases the ball where we're hitting them or if we're, too, we're not able to hit them to just lay off. You know, our guys just got to get smarter. And, again, I'm hoping this is early in the season stuff that we're just going to get better as the season goes on. Um, you know, I know that Winnipeg, I think, over the last two years has averaged five penalties a game, something like that, and they had ten penalties themselves called on them. So I know it's early in the season where the tendency is to call more things because guys aren't playing to the rules. So we've just all got to be better at it as, as this continues to go on. 
What did you like about your team on Thursday night last week? I loved a lot of things about us, but the biggest thing I loved is the belief we have in each other. You know, when we were down, you know, two scores with three minutes to go in the game, or two minutes to go in the game, and we talked about a situation we talked about in training camp. Everybody understood it. Everybody did their job. They continued to believe, even when we didn't make it the first time, the defense went right back out there, got the ball, got real excited about being back on the sidelines, watching our offense. Our special team, you know, was part of that with a big return to get it set up. I just love the belief. I love the energy we play with. Uh, and that's coming off of a, a short week, going against a team that had a bye. I felt like our energy matched their energy. I felt like our physicality matched their physicality. Um, I thought the speed of play was fantastic. We just didn't have the finish that we're quite accustomed to. Um, so I think if we can get better at that, you know, we'll be better as a unit going forward. You know, and the ultimately, at the end of the day, I love the guys that just came together at the end. We lost the game. They still had each other's back at the end. In the locker room, during our meetings this week, or after the game with the rundown recover, you know, so we're building something here, and we're doing it the right way, and that's what I'm excited about. Uh, good news, bad news, I guess, with Sean White. Uh, he kicked seven field goals, which is a which is a franchise record, going seven for seven in the game. Uh, the bad news, of course, is you wanted to get a touchdown out of a couple of those drives. But talk about Sean and, and the chance he gave you to win and the chance he gives you to win every time he gets on the field. Well, the expectation for Sean is to make every kick. I mean, we believe he can make every one of them. I think he's as good as there is in our league. Uh, every time he steps on the field, in any situation, we expect him to make it. So that tells you something. And He's done a tremendous job. You know, we let Danny go during training camp, and Logan's had to come in and make that operation smooth, and he's done a tremendous job with that. And I know how hard that is on kickers, you know, because you're used to something, and, you know, you had success, and now all of a sudden it's changed for you. And He did a great job not complaining, not even flinching, just going out there, working with Logan, and continuing to make that thing work. So tremendous uh, job by him this year so far. The only kick he's missed is a – and I'll knock on wood is the 53-yarder that he was, you know, a, a breath of air from making anyway. So, you know, he's been lights out, and that's what's expected of him, though. You're listening to the Eskimos Coaches Show here on 630 Chet. Eskimos' next game will be a week from Thursday in Vancouver against the BC Lions, back home again for the first time in a while on July 25th when the Argos visit. This is the Coaches Show on 630 Chet, brought to you by Jiffy Lube. More with Jason Moss when we come back. Back with the head coach of the Eskimos, Jason Moss. My name is Morley Scott. Eskimos uh, on the bye week this week. Jason, what do you expect from your players when they have the week off, uh, both physically and mentally? Well, mentally, I hope they take a break for a couple days uh, to recharge the long season. You know, this bye week, they're not getting as many days off as we've given them in the past. We will, we did our rundown recovery review with them, which usually on a bye week we won't do to let them go home. But this year we're doing some things differently. We want our guys to be around the building more, around each other more. So, you know, we had them come in. You know, they got a few days off, and then we're right back to work. But they they have to take some time to themselves, rest their body. But ultimately, I, I still expect them to do something football-related so that they're sharp when they come back. You know, our the way we play football right now, if we're going to run as many plays as we do on offense because the way our defense plays and the special teams is always going to have about the same amount of plays. In order to do that, we have to be a, a certain physical fitness. And so I'm hoping they continue to understand how important that is and we'll do some football-related activities even on their bye to ensure that we come back. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. 
The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Back top notch and ready to play. May 19th is when you open up training camp. They haven't had many days off since then, so it's probably a good time for a break. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, football is a game. I think the guys love to do it. I think they're enjoying being around each other. Um, so as long as season it is, we try to make them happy to come back to our building all the time, and we don't keep them here unnecessarily. You know, we've got great recovery, great great atmosphere i think in our locker room great facilities so i don't feel like it's work when they come here so and we try not to make it that way but uh so i I still think they have get a lot of enjoyment out of the fact that they're professional athletes so as much as it is a long season you don't got a lot of days off you know not to say i don't feel sorry for them i think they're in a pretty good have a pretty have it pretty good so um you know and at the end of the day they still have a lot of time in their day to do other things so you know, I know they get to enjoy the days off, but, you know, I feel like they got it pretty good as athletes here. I know a lot of the guys are staying around town, as you talked about, which is obviously a good sign because they're going to hang out together. Yeah, we got 30 guys doing a trip together up north, uh, doing a, you know, a shoot and doing some other things with each other out in the great outdoors that Alberta provides. Uh, and then we're going to come back on a day and we're going to have a barbecue for the organization and we're going to go bowling and, uh, then we go back to a day zero. We're going to have another barbecue together. And, you know, we're going to be ready. And we're, we're, we're excited. I'm excited for the guys to get back already. I and mean, it's only been a couple of days. And, you know, we're watching the film already, just being prepared and doing what we can as coaches so that when our players come back, they're going to be mentally and physically ready to play. All right. You're two and one as you head to the break for your for, through your first three games. Uh, talk about your thoughts on your team so far. And are you pleased with what you've accomplished? to date through the first three games and well, well I'm a, I'm, I'm, I, what I appreciate and what I what the expectation was that we'd be a close-knit team that focuses on the process not the prize and focuses on winning each week and not looking ahead so I've enjoyed that about our team this year that they are close this is as good a team as I've been a part of for three weeks of the season as far as that's concerned I feel like we do things the right way I think our guys are prepared every day um, I think they're focused every day that they're in our building, and those are things they can control, being on time and their effort and energy, and they're doing a great job of that. So, you know, th- that's what I'm excited about so early in our season of how we're playing together, the belief we have in one another, the types of games we've already been involved in, the learning process, you know, but the focus, every single moment of the day has been there. And, you know, that's what we're, the expectation is that they're standard, and they've lived up to it, and they've uh, bought into it. What kind of identity do you feel you're building with your team so far? Well, I mean, I, again, I, I, I think the identity is that we're a close-knit team that's going to play for one another and believe in each other, uh, be great teammates, and, you know, we're going to play fast and physical and, and play to the ball or hustle to the ball in every play. I mean, that's kind of, you know, what, we're, what our expectation is right now. But more than anything, they believe that the team, a team is the most important thing. It's not an individual sport. And I think that's what you're finding with this group of guys. They, they're buying into the, each other, and they're playing for one another. And it's very obvious when you look at our sidelines to the course of the game. You don't know if we're up or down, nothing, because you look at the guys, and they're, they're even keeled. They play, they're, they're excited about the play that's happening at that moment, and they're not looking too far ahead or 
too far behind. They're staying in the moment, and that's a great thing to see. Uh, you got the BC Lions again after the bye week. As a coach, how do you like two weeks to get ready for a team? In, in this case, they'll have played uh, two games before you see them again. Is uh, is game prep different during a bye week? Uh, do you do more, or do you just spread out what you normally do over a longer period of time? No, uh, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, we were, we're able to go back and scout a little bit of ourselves and, and see what we've been doing and what the defense is going to be as an offense, what they're going to be looking at. Um, same thing on the defensive side of the ball, what they've been calling and what offenses potentially are going to be doing against them. Same thing with special teams. So it gives us a, an opportunity to look at all that. I feel like you know our energy is going to be at an all-time high. Our guys will be rested and feeling really good. Um, and it does give us a full week to prepare you know, so that's all the practice reps. That's and we need that. We're early in our season, so to play short weeks is hard early in the season because you haven't played a lot of plays. You don't have a lot of reps, so that's huge. In, in order to be able to do that, so you know, if, if we can do that and get an extra week or two of film on BC, that that helps us. So you know, that's what what is beneficial early in the season to have a bye week for. Uh, uh, three or four games on the road right now, too. Uh, is that a, Does that matter to you? Because I know the weeks kind of stay the same, except you just throw in the travel in there, uh, which can take a little bit out of you. But do you mind playing three or four, especially three in a row? I guess it's three of four, four or five on the road. Do you mind that and playing three in a row away from home? Yeah, I mean, that's what the schedule has presented us, so it's not a challenge. We just know that, uh, you know, we, we prefer to play at home. I think everybody would prefer to play at home, but you look at the opportunity on the road to become a closer team and, uh, you know, be focused uh, mentally and physically. I think the more we're on the road, the better we're going to be at it. So when you're doing it more often, you get used to it, and you just adopt that mentality where you just play together, play for one another, and it's the process. And when you're used to the process of what we how we do it, you know, it gets easier. So, you know, we'll, it'll be old hat by the end of the, the road trip that we're going to be on. All right, that's Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. That's the coach's show for this week, everybody. Thanks very much for joining us. We'll be back on a regular Monday night coming up uh, next week. Eskimos, of course, have the week off. They will play against uh, the BC Lions in Vancouver a week from Thursday. You'll hear that game here on 630 Ched. Uh, Jason, thanks for this, as always, and uh, have a good rest of the week. No problem. Thank you. Bye. 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Ched.